Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day with life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading for July 3rd, 2019, looking at the first portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Here goes. Be imitators of me, just as I am of Christ. I praise you, brothers, for remembering me in all things, and holding firmly to the teachings as I delivered them to you. However, I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man, and man is woman's head, and God is Christ's head. Everyone who prays or prophesies with a covering hanging down from his head dishonors his head, but every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for it is one and the same thing as being a woman with a shaved head. Indeed, if a woman does not wear a head covering, she should cut off her hair too. But if it is shameful for a woman to cut off her hair or shave her head, she should wear a head covering. For a man ought not to wear a head covering, because he is the image and glory of God. But woman is man's glory. For man is not from woman, but woman is from man. And man was not created for the woman, but woman for the man. For this reason the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord... Woman is not independent of man, nor is man independent of woman. For as woman came from man, so also man comes through woman, and all things are from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Doesn't the nature of things teach you that if a man has long hair, it is disgraceful for him, whereas if a woman has long hair, it is glorious for her? for her long hair has been given to her as a covering. But if anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such custom, and neither do God's churches. This is the word of our God. This section might appear confusing at first, but it starts with one basic, basic premise, that if you are a man, or if you are a woman, that realistically, except for the rare medical condition, you're either one or the other, and you were created that way by God, and you were created that way with certain responsibilities that came with whichever sex you happen to be. And so, with especially within the church and within everyday life, as Christians, we testify to this fact in the way that we, in the way that we conduct ourselves. As a man, I present myself as a man, and I and and I don't try to disguise that fact. And if somebody is a woman, then she presents herself as a woman without disguising that fact. Um, the Corinthians were trying to blur the line, and were you know thinking to themselves, "Hey, it's not that big a deal. If I I feel like a woman today, then I'll dress like a woman. If I feel like a man today, then I'll dress like a man." Not too dissimilar to our some of the issues that are cropping up in our news cycle and in our present culture as well, where men presenting themselves as women and women presenting themselves as men and, um, and saying that there is no distinction between the two, that if I'm a man, I can, I can do whatever I want anyway, and if I'm a woman, I can do whatever I want anyway, even going so far as, as calling somebody who you know, went through puberty as a female and then takes um, hormones later in life, calling her a man and then saying, oh, she has a uterus still and she's carrying a baby. Now this is the first time that a man has ever given birth. You know, crazy things like that. And what Paul is saying here, what Paul is saying here is that God created you to be you. God created you as a man 
God created you as a woman. Um, obviously, he created you as a child, but he created you to be a man or a woman and to live as a man or a woman. And you bring glory to God by presenting yourself as, as that man or woman. It's not bad, and it's not wrong for, for a man to, you know, have, have a beard or um, whatever else it may be. But the, where that really gets into the question, then, is what things are specifically characteristic of maleness and being man, and what things are specifically characteristic of femaleness and being woman. Because there's a lot that is culturally tacked on to that. And Paul addresses some of the cultural issues there, uh, the cultural things from within the, the people at Corinth and among their culture, when he talks about head coverings and he talks about the length of one's hair and that sort of a thing. And all he's saying is that culturally, for the Corinthians, and especially when, when this Corinthian congregation met together, Culturally, it was a way for a woman to demonstrate her femininity by wearing some sort of head covering at church. Not dissimilar from, you know, a generation or two ago where all the ladies would wear hats to church or every, all the ladies would wear a hat on Easter Sunday. Something like that. My guess is that practice um, probably stemmed from this chapter and maybe a misunderstanding of this chapter, but that's beside the point. The point is that in their culture, there were certain things that one would do to demonstrate that he or she was living according to the cultural norms and the expectations and the presentation of being man or woman. And in their, in their rush to be progressive, in their rush to be understanding and loving and applauding of everything, the Corinthians the Corinthians started to discard all the, the customary things and say, oh, we don't have to do that here. There's no point in that because it doesn't say in Scripture you have to you know, wear a head covering or have long hair or short hair or whatever. Um, all the examples that Paul gave right here. that You could hear them say, well, you know, show me in the Bible where it says you have to wear your hair like this or she has to wear a head covering like that. You can see that. And Paul says you don't understand the most basic basic premise is that in this culture, especially in this culture that is confused about human sexuality, that doesn't know up from down, that doesn't know that your sex, you know, as male or female lines up with your gender as man or woman, and that there aren't any other options outside of that. In this culture that denies the special creation of humans on the sixth day of creation by our Creator God, who is also, you know, the triune God, the second person of whom took on flesh as a man to redeem us. This is the culture in which we live, and this is an opportunity for proper Christian confession. That even if it were free, you know, scripture doesn't say wear a head covering or not. And even if one was free to not wear a head covering, at the same time, Paul says, by doing so, you are denying the Lord who created you to be a man or a woman. Because the communication that takes place within their cultural setting and within their congregation is that this doesn't matter, is that, you know, doesn't matter if a guy wears a dress or it doesn't matter um, if, a, if a woman takes hormones to, to grow a beard um, because, you know, we're just people. That might be, you know, maybe a modern application, 
but it's basically the same idea. And what Paul says here is that you were created to be you. That this isn't, this isn't a hierarchy as though one is more important and one is of secondary importance. Because even look at the, the discussion of headship when we get to the person of Christ. Um, the head of woman is man, the head of man is Christ, the head of Christ is God. Jesus is not subordinate to God. <laughs> He's the second person of the Trinity, but he understood that in that relationship, um, especially during the period of his ministry here on earth, in that relationship, he had certain responsibilities that he willingly took on and that he submitted to, and in doing so, he brought glory to his Father by, in his case, submitting to the cross and going through with it. Um, think of the Garden of Gethsemane when he prays, Yet not my will, but your will be done. And so Paul is saying, the way that you present yourself as a man, as a woman, is one way that you testify to the Jesus who bought you. And that's one way in which you testify to the Father who created you. That's one way in which you testify to the the new life which the Spirit has given to you in Christ and made you a member of his body, the church. So whichever you are, man or woman, um, think of it and view your human sexuality as a gift from God, as a special designation and a special design by God intended for you with you know specific cultural ideas, perhaps, um, and we don't have to adhere to all of those cultural norms, but at the same time, we want to do our best to communicate within this culture that we are Christian men and Christian women designed by God as, as men and women to bring glory to Him in everything that we do. And that includes the way in which we present ourselves to others, first as a man or a woman, and also as a Christian. You can find us tonight, 7 p.m. at 2250 South Holland Savannah Road in Maumee for 7 p.m. Wednesday evening worship. You can also follow us on YouTube, just search for Resurrection Maumee, um, or follow us on Instagram, just search for at Raise with Jesus. God bless your day.